Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin and Studios Stand On, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Good afternoon, lovely people. You're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin Nation. We hope you are surviving the heat today, and if you are, stay hydrated. My name is Amy, and today I'm joined here with Sammy. Hey, hey, uh, I am Sammy. I am 19. My pronouns are he, him, and my sexual orientation is demisexual. Um, my name's Danny. Um, I'm the producer of the show. I'm just chiming in today because Chris, our other regular presenter, is taking a well-deserved afternoon off. So shout out to Chris. If you're listening, rest up. Um, I'm 23. I'm a bi guy. Um, my pronouns are he, him, or they, them. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so um, today on today's news, we've got the news rip around. Um, we, today we're also interviewing Spyro from the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. So that should be very exciting. And then always froth or not. Yes. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool show today for the hot day. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we might throw to our first song to kick off the episode. What have we got, guys, to start off? To start us off, we have our Infra Ghosts with Phantom Pain. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Due to some confusing, boring legal stuff, Sin can't podcast any of the knee-slapping tracks that are played on air. To dance along with us in the studio, you'll need to listen live. Tune your digital radio or stream it online at sin.org.au. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Uh, I'm Sammy, joined by... Amy. And Danny. And uh, we are doing the news whip around this segment. Uh, Amy, do you want to take it away? Sure can. (laughs) So, <laughs> my new segment is about, <laughs> sorry, is about a new TV program called QTV, which is going to come to Melbourne and Geelong. It's going to be a whole new program about everything queer. So, it'll cover news, current affairs, feature interviews, have a lot of stuff about LGBTI history, and also just have a bit of coverage of like the festival season that's been going on. As well. So it first aired on March 1st and it will run for 13 weeks on Friday nights at 9.30pm on Channel 31. Nice. Yeah, that's so cool. I, yeah, like I love community TV, love community radio. And so this seems like a really good thing. Shout out C31. They also host uh, 1700, which yeah. is a sin show. So good stuff. Good stuff. That's wicked. It kind of almost sounds a little bit like the queer version of the project or yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds cool. Very keen to wa- to watch that. If only I had a TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, my story is uh, about the uh, Miss First Nations Queens of Oxford Street, which is uh, the fearless Felicia Fox, who, uh, yeah, so 18-year-old drag queen Felicia Fox is leading the First Nations float at Mardi Gras, or led it, I guess, because Mardi Gras was yesterday. Um, outside of drag, Wendell French also hosts Sydney's Curie Radio five times a week, so also repping that community radio. Um, and they're proud to be repping the First Nations people at Mardi Gras, stating it's a struggle being a coloured queen, not only an Indigenous queen, but any queen of colour trying to make it here in Sydney on Oxford Street. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Short story. Just wanted to shout out Felicia Fox. Great work. Very cool. Cool. I'm not sure if you were planning on talking about this later in the show, Sammy, but just last night you saw a drag show that featured um, First Nations 
uh, drag queens as well. Yeah, um, that was going to be my froth or not. So okay, we'll talk about, we'll talk that, about that later. <laughs> end of the show, but yeah, that was pretty sick. I'll talk about that later. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so today I'm just going to talk about the new story that Chris uh, chose to talk about. And so Chris found on uh, the Star Observer an article that's talk- talking about um, a young model called Andrea Pejic. Um, she's a young woman um, who was assigned male at birth, um, So, and she has become the first transgender model to lead a Bonds campaign. And the article is really, really sweet. It's really endearing. She um, is clearly over the moon to be part of this campaign. And she was saying that the first bra she ever wore was a Bonds bra. Um, and just there's a lot of um, quotes from Andrea in the article. And it's just really exciting. And she's clearly very happy. But not only that, um, it's a massive step for the modeling and beauty industry for more representation um so i think that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's it's so huge um yeah trans trans visibility is like a huge issue in the modeling community um there was like a big story earlier this year or maybe even end of last year where um uh, a trans model was like refused um to be walking in the what's the victoria's secret runway yeah, I think um, so. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's it's like a pretty pretty big, pretty shit um, thing that trans models have to face. So good on Bonds, I guess, for, for backing someone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess, like, if any of our listeners had any thoughts on the news topics we are talking about today, they can hit us up on Twitter, at SinLoud, if you like. Um, we also have a home for our queer family on Facebook called the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. Um, we always love sharing articles and things like that. So if you, over this past week, have found some interesting articles or news bits, feel free to join that group and share them with us as well. We're always keen to learn more about what's happening in the queer world. Yeah, yeah, please let us know. Please join the join the Facebook group. Let's get it active again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. Um, so that was like a relatively quick news whip around, but I guess yeah. it is a whip around, so keep it sort of short and snappy. I think they were really good stories, like nothing too bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was just really positive stuff. So like, yay. Yeah, great news week this week. Good, yeah. Great, great nothing time. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice vibes for a Sunday afternoon, I think. Um, we might throw it to our next song. I think this one you chose, Amy, didn't you? I did. It took me like... I didn't do like a half an hour research thing of like just trying to find new artists. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I came across Christine and the Queens. Yeah, I'm a big fan and of so, her. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's the name of the song? Five Dolls. Cool. All right. So you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation with myself, Danny, and... Sammy. And Amy. And this is... Um, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I just know because I'm already a fan of Christine and the Queens. It's like in French, so it's Saint Dove. But like, I know like a lot of Aussie people Sorry, no. would read it as Five Dove. But um, I apologize. <laughs> so I just sound like a massive snob now. But um, yeah, you're listening to Loud and Queer, and this is Christine and the Queens. Hello everyone, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. I am Sammy, joined by Amy, and also joined by a very special guest. He's the program director of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. It's Spiro. Hi, thanks for having me on. No worries at all. (laughs) Um, So Spiro, you've been the program director for the Melbourne Queer Film Festival since 2015. 
Uh, have you seen the festival grow or change much in this time? Uh, yeah, it has grown quite a bit, I have to say. Um, last year, we had a record-breaking box office in attendance, so it, it, uh, it kind of grew quite a bit. And from that, um, we have uh, expanded the program this year. So we're actually in um, three locations this year, including the, the new venue is the Jam Factory in South Yarra. And, uh, of course, we're back at Acme and at the Nova as well, which is too far from here. Uh, and so, yeah, so we've expanded the program by about 20%. Um, we've tried to repeat as many sessions as we can, um, where we can as well. So I think it's a, it's definitely a bigger program. And I've sort of really noticed a growth in the festival over the last three, four years. Yeah, awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing about being the program director? Well, look, I'm a I'm a huge movie fanatic, I have to say. So obviously, it kind of leans into my interests as well. But I have to say, I really love engaging with the filmmakers, particularly the Australian filmmakers. When we have them, it's always wonderful uh, to be able to present people's films. Who you know, people have been working on their movies for a really long time, and you know, I always get really excited when uh, we can present uh, films for these filmmakers and just give them a really great experience at the cinema actually. So I kind of really love that, I have to say. And I I really enjoy engaging with the audience and, you know, talking movies, to be honest with you. Yeah, cool. That sounds really nice. Um, how does the selection process for the Melbourne Queer Film Festival work? I start fairly early in the year with it. So I'm sort of keeping track of all the big festivals that are coming out throughout the year. Like we've just had Sundance recently and the Berlin Film Festival. And the Berlin Film Festival has its own queer prize within it. In fact, a lot of the big film festivals seem to do that now. Cannes has a big queer award. Uh, The Venice Film Festival has a big queer award as well. So I'm looking at all the films that are going in there and sort of you know, researching and sort of getting screeners where I can. And then I then go off to a, a festival uh, throughout the year as well overseas. Uh, last year I went to LA uh, Outfest, which is a pretty big festival. This year I'm going to San Francisco and Frameline, which is one of the, the biggest queer film festivals in the world. So I will go and see films there, meet filmmakers, bring some films back hopefully. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, awesome. Um, so for the first time this year, the MQFF is having a night screening queer First Nation shorts. Uh, do you feel it was important to have this kind of showcase at the festival? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's something we've been wanting to do for a long time. And I think just all the pieces came together really well this year. And we're really, you know, excited to be able to present this for the first time in the festival, actually. And uh, I really hope this becomes the cornerstone of something bigger and a bigger engagement that MQFF has with the queer Indigenous community. I think there's such a great hunger for Australian content as well with our audiences. So this is a really, you know, another really amazing kind of um, element to include in the festival. Yeah, awesome. Everyone check out Black Divas. That's a sick film. It's great. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, really fun. Um, so which films are you looking most forward to this year? Uh, well, I always say that, you know, I watch a lot of movies on screen at links. And so, I'm you know, a lot of times I'm watching stuff on my laptop. And there's always like one or two movies that I think oh, I'm definitely going to go and see that again when we play it at the festival just so I can see it on the big screen. And that movie for me this year is a film called Knife Plus Heart. Uh, it's by a guy called Jan Gonzalez. Uh, he's brother is in a band called M83. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're uh, this really great French electronica band. Uh, M83 did the soundtrack to this film, which is pretty amazing. Uh, it stars Vanessa Paradis, and it's like this really cool visual sort of thriller that mixes Brian De Palma and Pedro Moldovar. It's pretty perverse. Um, I loved it. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely, definitely keen to see that one again. I'm really excited about that. Now, which films would you recommend 
for our show is target of youth audiences. Uh, well, every year we have a, a young and queer showcase, and so we have a really fantastic range of films that are aimed at younger audiences, I suppose. Uh, this year we've got this really fantastic British film called Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is actually a, a filmed version of this very famous British British musical called Everybody's Talking About Jamie. And so we've got the film version of that, which is really wonderful. And uh, we've got our Young and Queer Shorts package as well this year, which is back again, which is always very popular. And I think it's got a really great showcase and sort of diverse content in there. So, yeah, definitely those two are worth having a look at. Yeah, awesome. Um, can you also tell us a bit about Smokescreen on the 20th of March? Yeah, look, that's a, a really great panel that came out of our partnership with uh, Quit Victoria. Um, we did a, we partnered up with them this year and had this really fantastic competition where people uh, it's called Keep the Vibe Alive and uh, we asked filmmakers to submit a, a short concept for a, an idea that was around the idea of the representation of smoking in films because there is a very high rate of smoking within the LGBTI plus community. So um, the finalists submitted their movies. We had like four or five that we drew from and we drew two winners actually. And so that's the competition. And the panel on the side of that, which has been hosted by Benjamin Law, is a, an extension of those themes essentially. Uh, it's a panel that does look at the the way that smoking is represented in cinema, um, the way that smoking is represented to queer people in cinema as well. And so I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion about you know, the responsibilities filmmakers have, but also the way that um, desire is formatted around the way people, you know, smoke in movies as well. So it'd be kind of interesting, I think. Yeah, and it's free, I believe, right? It is a free panel. You have to book your tickets for it, of course, um, but uh, it's free. So the pa most of our panels are, are free at the festival, which is really great. Yeah, awesome. Um, so LNQ is a national radio show. Uh, so we're very curious to ask uh, what films from the MQFF lineup will be getting a national release or even available to stream online. Um, good question, actually. Uh, I know that Sauvage is going to be, or maybe might be streaming on Mubi at some point, which is one of the films we're screen, uh, screening. Um, that's a paid subscription service, of course. Um, and apart from that, uh, there are a few lo films that have local distributors within the program that I imagine at some point will get a, a theatrical release. Um, so, yeah, that, there, there are a few that might kind of come out. But a lot of our, you know, like our opening night film, centerpiece, closing, they're all Australian premieres and this is like the first opportunity um, Australian audiences have to see them, So, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's cool. So um, is there anything you would like to say to our aspiring queer filmmakers listening? I would like to say please submit your film into our festival. <laughs> <laughs> we love Australian content. We want to see a lot more of it. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I always, people always ask me, you know, you know, how do you choose your films, I guess. And for me, you know, the cornerstone of any great movie is, you know, originality and, you know, queer or not queer, originality in storytelling and, you know, d diverse voices. And these are always really exciting things for audiences in particular. And I just kind of would say, make those stories, you know, make those interesting stories. Yeah, awesome. Well, Spiro, thanks so much for coming on to the show. Thank you. That was uh, that great. That was uh, amazing chat. Learned a lot. Um, where should people go if they want to look at the program or even buy tickets? Uh, on our website, uh, which is uh, mqff.com.au. 
Uh, I always recommend people download our app as well, which is a really handy way to book tickets and peruse the program, save your you know your films at your kind of wish list, and also you've got your membership in there and number, so it's a very handy guide to have in your pocket. Yeah, awesome. And you can also check out the uh, festival on Twitter at MQFF and on Insta at Melm Queer Film Festival. Oh, Queer Fe- Film Fest, my bad. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so we're going to throw to a song now. Uh, this is Lalic with Deed Rider. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sid Nation. Did you know we have a Facebook group? Find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Hey, you're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin Nation. You just heard Deed Rider by Lalic. Lilac? Lilac? I said that wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the words. So... We're getting to the end of the show, so now we're going to do our little segment called Froth or Not, which is very cool to do. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, so did you want to share your little froth there, yep, Sam? Yeah, I will take it away. Um, so yeah, I went to go see uh, the Let's Take Over the Rebellion free festival at the at Devon Arts Centre yesterday, um, and I just kind of wanted to, to talk about the closing uh, show, which was Drag of Nam, hosted by Stone, who was meant to come onto the show last week, but unfortunately couldn't quite find the studio um <laughs> it was it was such an amazing show um uh it featured stone and then a few other first nations uh drag artists and some indigenous queens from outside of australia and yeah they just they just did some like really really sick drag performances um kind of always talked talked about how black women and black trans women are like kind of the main inspirations to their drag and their lives in general and um yeah it was just it was just a really amazing show um, I don't really know if I can do it justice trying to describe it, um, but I have heard that Drag of Nam is going to be a returning thing, maybe a popping up at some other art festivals. So keep an eye out for it, and I'm sure if I'm still hosting by the time it comes back, I will shout it out on the show. So yeah, that's mine. Nice. I like. I'm curious to ask, um, what were like the main factors that kind of struck you about the show? Were there particular things in terms of the outfits or the decor of um, the show? The outfits were fucking fierce um <laughs> excuse my french uh, but um cerule actually i kind of love uh she her her name is inspired by cerulean city from pokemon um and it's just kind of like um specifically because of the gym in that there's like the the three sisters who um in the show who are like kind of mermaids and just like really extravagant so her her like looks are kind of reflect that and she she did uh two lizzo songs for her performance oh, sick. And so was like all super high energy she's running around giving people moisturizer i don't know I it, was, it, was, it was so sick I, I can't can't give it any higher praise um so yeah that's wicked that's so cool <laughs> um what have you been frothing this week Amy? Uh, i have been frothing anything i've got a knot Oh really? Yeah, oh. I, my gears were grinded. Like I was a little bit mad about it. And I yeah, really, I don't know why it made me mad, but it did. So like, as you know, Mardi Gras was on, but like I just found the entire week of the lead up, there were just a lot of businesses using Mardi Gras as a way to sell products. Yeah, and yeah. just do stuff. And I was like, it just really pissed me off because I'm like, why? Like just because it's got a rainbow on it doesn't mean. It gives you the right to like use LGBT I've culture and stuff as a sale point to make money. Like, stop. Yeah. And like, even I saw one, they had a little campaign thing about free Wi-Fi being available, and they just used the word "wig snatch" in like yeah, the little slogan. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. It's yeah, that's a that's definitely something that grabs me as well. Um, and it's like a lot of these businesses will also then 
not really do anything to improve the lives of queer people in like yeah, their like, workplaces. They don't put any money towards charities. Like I know some places they will do that. They'll be like, all oh, profits or some of the profits are going to go to this organization. But like, these ones, they're just wanting to get money from like slapping a rainbow on a pair of shoes and flog it off for like seventy bucks. Yeah, exactly. Where were you like twenty years ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't doesn't put um doesn't leave a nice taste in my mouth that sort of stuff. But yeah. Well, I've got a froth for this week, so hopefully we can maybe cheer up after that sort of sour news, I guess. Um, tonight, I'm lucky enough to be going to see the internet um, perform, which I know, Sammy, oh my. Yeah. you're a massive fan as well. I don't, Amy, are you a fan of the Never internet? heard of them before. Okay. <laughs> All good. Well, if, you, if you're looking for some new music, um, their latest album... Uh, Hive Mind. It was released like mid last year or towards the end of last year, I think. Yeah, like mid last year. Yeah, so feel free to check that out, Amy, and yeah. all our other listeners listening uh, wide across Australia if you want some new music. Um, but yeah, I was very, very keen to see them perform because as far as I know, um, two of the band members, so Steve Lacey and Sid, are both queer people. And as far as I know, they're the only queer people of the group. Yeah, yeah. Um I think so as well. But, yeah. And then obviously everyone else in the group are massive allies. Matt Martians always speaks out about queer issues um, on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah, no, they're they're amazing, amazing queer band in my eyes. Yeah, and um, I know for me, like being a bi guy as well um, and seeing Steve Lacey, who's also a bi guy, just be so open about it, um, you know, on social media and stuff. And they collaborate a lot with people like... Um, like Tyler, the creator, who's also queer. Um, and there's also been some crossover, I think, with Brockhampton as well. Yeah, and Steve Lacey um, played some bass on the Solange album. He's always like, oh, yeah. killing it behind the scenes when it comes to production. Yeah, that's another new release, um, Solange's album. It's called... Uh, oh, don't put me on the spot. I only just listened to it. Yeah, I listened to it um, when I get home. Ago. When I get home. Yeah, there we go. Um, Solange, not a queer person herself, but a fantastic musician nonetheless. I think um, before we say our goodbyes, we might throw to one more song um, and then we might wrap it up. Um, what song have we got coming up now, guys? Uh, we got Peaches with Are You She. Uh, you're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Come on, baby, let's go. Hey, you're listening to Loud and Queer here on Sin Nation. You just heard Are You She by Peaches. And that brings us to the end of today's show which was super cool to do today. <laughs> Shout out to Spyro as well for coming on the show and talking about the Melbourne Qu- Film Festival, which definitely check out if you get the chance. Yeah, big time. His Twitter is at uh, spiz underscore e if you get the chance. And the, the website <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the website is uh, mqff.com.au if you want to check out the program. Maybe get some tickies. We'll see. Tickies, yeah. yeah. And to like our uh, listeners elsewhere in Australia as well, Spiro did mention some national releases and streaming online. So do uh, check those out as well because obviously it is the Melbourne Queer Film Festival but they are making an effort to reach out to um, far and wide as well across Australia. Yeah. Um, So I've been Danny and with Sammy. And Amy. And also shout out to Chris who couldn't be here with us today. Yeah, hopefully Chris will be back next week. They did Um, make choose some great music though for the playlist this show. Yeah. It yeah, was pretty rad. Yeah, Chris always has good music. Um, in the meantime, catch us on Twitter and Insta. What's the handle to that one, guys? Sin At Sin Loud. Yeah. And the Facebook group, um, the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria. And we should also have some podcasts coming up this week, so you can check out the past, I think, five weeks of content, which is exciting. Um, what song are we going to end it on today, guys? 
We are taking it out on Mitski's Geyser. You've been listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. Cool, cool. See you next week, guys. hear Loud and Queer streaming live on SinNation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer community cafeteria and find us on Twitter at SinLoud.